Take your Bible and turn with me to Revelation 21. Revelation 21. My Bible calls Revelation the revelation of St. John the Divine, but the first verse tells you that it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, unto St. John. And so uh, those titles and the notes in our Bibles, those things are not inspired. The scripture is, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which means the unveiling. So Revelation chapter 21 And the theme for this message tonight is Eternity Unveiled. These are being recorded. Uh, I've been a little bit slow recently about getting the messages up online. But these are being recorded, and so you can go back and if you missed something, or if you forgot something, or or if you wanted to hear it again, um, you can go back and listen to it again. It's, It's on our website, and it's also on sermonaudio.com. So, what we're dealing with now, um, just going to kind of reuse this timeline. Imagine, imagine this here being the seven-year tribulation period, these two lines right here, followed by the uh, 1,000 year reign of Christ. So you have the kingdom period here. 1,000 years. I'll put this over here. Okay. And during this time, Jesus sets up his kingdom. So this is the kingdom age, not the church age, but the millennial kingdom that follows the tribulation period. Jesus has... His throne on earth, He's ruling and reigning, and He's ruling with a rod of iron, and uh, ruling as a monarch. So it it is a theocracy uh, here on earth. God's rule with the human representative, and the human representative is Jesus Christ. He is the God-man, 100% God and 100% man. At the conclusion of the 1,000-year reign... You know, we have studied about how Satan is loosed for a little while to deceive the nations. There's this final uprising and revolt against Jesus Christ. And then he is put down. And then he is uh, finally done, uh, done away with. And then he goes back down into the lake of fire. And so he's down here. Uh, he's put into the lake of fire. And he had been removed... At the beginning of the Millennial Kingdom, he had been removed. He and and the false prophet and the beast had been removed into the bottomless pit. So, I'll just down here at the beginning of the thing. And then he's brought back up and then he is forever uh, banished and dealt with at the end of the Kingdom period. When that happens, you have all uh, all of the dead, small and great, that we read about in Revelation 20. All of the dead, small and great, they go up here for the great white throne judgment. And this is the judgment that you don't want to show up at. If you're alive in the, in the church age, you don't want to show up here uh, in judgment. You know, the Bible says, 
It's appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. You don't want to show up at this one, because if you do, you're not going to make it past this judgment. So there you have the great white throne judgment. This is where the wicked dead will be judged. So this is picturing a resurrection of all the dead, small and great. They're going to come up out of the ocean. They're going to come up uh, out of the uh, lakes <laughs> where they've been hidden. You know, They're going to come up, uh, even if sharks ate them, God's going to put their bodies back together. God's going to bring them back up. They're going to come back from outer space. They've been wandering out, you know, light years in outer space and... and and, and that God's going to bring them all back and bring them to the great white throne judgment. When that happens, Peter tells us, and we're going to look at that tonight. Peter tells us that after this, after this judgment, that God destroys the earth. He destroys the heavens and the earth. And so you, you have... This here is not going to be a very good drawing, but, you know, God destroys this, and the elements melt with a fervent heat. We're going to look at that in the Bible. And so, this is done away with, and completely dissolved, completely gone. Um, and then what you have following that is you have eternity. This is the symbol of eternity. And so what we're going to look at is eternity unveiled tonight. What does God do here? Well, he creates, he, re, he creates a new heaven and a new earth. Only this new heaven and a new earth, it says that there is no more sea. So this thing, the way it's described, there's no more sea. It's all land. There aren't continents. The continents are here to divide people. God is a segregationist. God wants to keep people separated. You say, you got any scripture on that? Sure I do. Tower of Babel. They all got together. God said, I don't want them together right now. I want them separate. So he gave them all different languages and split them up. Uh, so God wants people separate right now. You know why? Because if he puts us too close to one another, we're going to kill each other. <laughs> uh, you get a couple kids together and let them play for long enough, you know what's going to happen? They're going to find out the pecking order, aren't they? Who's at the top and who's at the bottom? And it's just in our nature just to fight, 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 fight. And uh, that's what we do, you know. And we do it well. I heard an old preacher say one time that, I think it's a German expression, that uh, in the event that it rains, uh, the war will be held in the gymnasium or something like that. You know, we're going to fight no matter what. So... Revelation 21, what we're going to do is pick up in verse 1 and look at some of these things kind of in detail. And uh, beginning there at verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Now, this is the first heaven and earth spoken of here as passed away. The, the existing planet that we live on will one day be destroyed. And that's what verse 1 speaks of. I want to say, first of all, about this, that it is a fact. It is a fact. Look at Matthew 24. So we're going to look at a few scriptures right up front. So you can see it from the Bible. And uh, the Bible says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman, right? It needeth not to be ashamed. So Bible study is work. It is. 
And I know you came out here tonight because you wanted to pray and you wanted to study the Bible. And, uh, and you know it's work, right? Matthew 24, 35. These are the words of Jesus. No more inspired than any of the other you know, passages in the Bible, but just wanted you to hear it from him first. Good place to start, right? Matthew 24, verse 35, and notice it says here, Heaven and earth shall pass away. You see that? Heaven and earth. This is Jesus standing on this little blue marble that we call home. <laughs> and he says, Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. I heard a preacher today, it was actually uh, Sam Gipp, uh, one of my favorite preachers, Dr. Sam Gipp. And he was talking about the Bible, and he said that the Bible is the only thing that we have that was a foreign thing introduced into our world that came from you know, outside of our own system that we live in. If you think about that, that is just amazing to think that this came from heaven. You know? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, and these are the verses that we're looking at. When Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, he's referring to this right here. Yep, and it's not by water, but by fire. And there are some who think it's just the, like the outside layer of the earth will be destroyed and then it'll be renovated. But no, it's the, it's the whole thing. It's not just the earth, it's our, our universe as well. Um, so now look at Hebrews. So first time it was destroyed by water. Second time, it'll be destroyed here, a great deal of it, right, in the tribulation period. And then will be regenerated for the millennial so forget about your whole environmental plan to save our planet. Uh, it's not going to happen. The Lord himself is going to destroy it in the tribulation and then completely get rid of it here. I don't say that we ought to just go around spraying hairspray cans you know, of aerosol into the air. But if you do, you're not going to do anything to harm our planet. It's going to continue until the Lord's done with it. He told us that back in Genesis. The, the, the seasons are going to continue. There are people who are actually on medication because they're afraid that, you know, that... Uh, it's either going to be global warming or global cooling. They're not sure which, but they're so afraid about that that they are, you know, they've lost their peace. Hebrews chapter 1, and uh, talk about global warming. The Lord's going to be the one to do it. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 1. You won't be here for it. Um, as a matter of fact, no one will, because he will have taken everybody up and out of the way before he destroys it. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 10. Um, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 10. So it's all the way toward the end of the Bible. So his last books here. And these, these are very much have a Jewish flavor to them and a tribulation flavor to them. Hebrews all the way to, to Revelation. But... Chapter 1 and verse 10 there. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, the heavens. They shall perish. But thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, 
and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. So he says heavens plural, right? So what you have is you have you have the earth, which I I love. Uh, at least I'm interested in it, and I do love when I learn new things about the universe. And I I plan to study it with Lucas as he gets a little bit older. But you have you have the earth here, and then you have around it what the Bible calls a firmament, and we call it our atmosphere, right? That's your first heaven. That's your first heaven. That's where the birds dwell. Um, and then you have out here, you have all of your stars. You have the moon, you know. And you have all the galaxies. You have our Milky Way. And then you have a, the big sun. You have all that. You have the Milky Way. And uh, they look at this thing and they, they say it looks like it's expanding. It's, it's enormous. It's bigger than what we ever thought it was. We know, no, we know so much more about it now since that new telescope has replaced the Hubble uh, telescope. And, and there's so much that they learn about it. But that's the second heaven. And um, it's interesting also what they're saying today. Have, have you seen the word multiverse in new movies coming out? Marvel Comics put out movies about multiverse. You'll see it if you look it up on YouTube. If you study what scientists are saying now and astronomers, and, or, or uh, not astronomers, but... Uh, 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 people in NASA, what they're saying about our universe is they're realizing that the, the, the likelihood of us actually being able to exist here and to, uh, to have uh, life on our planet when they're studying what's going on you know, in Mars, they're trying to find life on Mars. What they're saying is that the, 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 the chances of us actually being able to exist here on our planet are so minuscule that there has to be some explanation. And they say that ev evolution doesn't explain it. There's a lot of people moving away from that uh, because it's ridiculous. It's a fairy tale for grown-ups. But what they're saying is that it must be that there's a multiverse. And this, these are, you know, look it up, fact check me. They're saying, some people are saying, there must be a multiverse. And I assume these people are mathematicians, but mathematicians and scientists. There's a multiverse saying that there are an infinite... Uh, number of variations of our universe that exist all at the same time. This is sci-fi, right? This is what these people believe, some of them. And this must be the explanation. So they say that you have another variation of our universe that exists right beside it, and it's close, but not like the one that we live in, and so life couldn't exist there. And then you have an infinite number beyond it, and more of it, they get more chaotic the farther you get away from the one that we live in. And they call this the multiverse theory. Nonsense. It, if, if, if you get away from this, you get into la-la land. Just fairy tales for grown-ups. But that's what people are actually saying now and proposing. As a, as a, because they say there's no way that life could actually exist here. Because if you just change the variables just a little bit, we would all burn up or we would freeze to death. I'd, I'd heard about that, yes. Is that true? I don't know. 
I don't know, but those are the kind of things that I'm interested in learning about. And, you know, the sun, of course, is going to burn up eventually, and that's what they're afraid of. Uh, And as it burns out, it will expand, and it will toast us like a marshmallow. And that's what people are worried about. This is, this is the things that they concern themselves with. Excuse me. A couple of days ago, they asked Tucker Carson what was the biggest thing that disturbed him the most about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he said the UFO, UFOs. He said the government has yeah. got so much information on this yeah. that they said that they can't tell the people because it would scare them to death. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't that amazing that all that stuff came out on the news and all of a sudden they're just talking about UFOs and everybody's just like, I can't believe they're actually talking about it. And then they move on to the next thing. Uh, but, um, and then, so it, look up, say, um, if you're interested in that multiverse thing, look up Answers in Genesis and then search their website, search multiverse, and you'll learn about that from from a good perspective, or you could search, you know, Harvard and search multiverse. You'd learn about it there too. Okay, so that's the second heaven, and then up here you have the place where God uh, dwells. His special presence is His throne, the seraphim, the cherubim around Him, the the twenty four elders, you know, bowing down around His throne. That's the third heaven. So you have three heavens. So the heavens spoken of here is going to be the first and the second heaven. Not just our uh, Milky Way uh, universe that we live in, uh, or the uh, solar system that we live in, but the whole universe. Look what it says is going to happen to it. God is going to fold it up. It all waxes old. Does it not say that in verse 11? Scientists know that. They know that, the, that we're wearing down. We're running down. I'll use one more little illustration that uh, I heard Dr. Sam Gipp use. He said, with a car... Suppose you take a gas cap, you put it onto the tank of your car. I hope he doesn't come here and preach this sermon because you'll hear it again. But uh, you put that lockable gas cap on the tank, you lock it, throw away the key, and start driving your car with a full tank of gas. What do you think is going to happen? Eventually you're going to run out of gas, right? And you're going to destroy your engine too. Uh, But if you continue to change out the oil and fuel it up, You'll keep that engine running and and going strong, right? But eventually that engine is going to wear out. It doesn't matter if it's a Toyota or Ford or whatever your favorite manufacturer is. Because everything in our uh, universe is wearing down, including the sun. It all is. And the Bible said that. It said it waxes old as doth a garment, verse 12. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up. God, one of these days, is going to take off the clothing of the universe, and fold it up. And they shall be changed. That's what you do with clothes. You change clothes. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. And Jesus said his word shall never fail either. His word will exist. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? And so the Lord says that one of these days he's going to change his clothing. Change the clothing. It's going to fold it up. And change it. Now look at First Peter, or Second Peter. So go to the right. You have Hebrews, James, First, and Second Peter. Uh, we'll revisit that another time. We're only on point one. We're in trouble. Mercy. 
We're going to be here till nine o'clock. If you need to take a break, I understand. Just come back. We'll we'll get finished up. But Second <laughs> Peter chapter three. Second Peter chapter three and then verse ten. So we're talking about the fact of the first and heaven and, and earth being destroyed. Second Peter chapter three and verse ten. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. And then notice verse 11. They'll be dissolved. So what does that sound like to you? All of a sudden... Uh, the heavens are going to be gone and there'll be a great noise and the elements will melt. What does that sound like to you? We, we've seen video you know, footage of the atomic bomb. It sounds like an atomic explosion, doesn't it? Uh, the people, when they read this in the first century and for uh, centuries after, you know, uh, now two millennia removed from it, I, I bet they didn't know what that could possibly be, but I think now we understand how things work, you know, on that level of molecular <laughs> science. So it says that they'll be dissolved. And, and then, of course, there's always a practical application to every teaching on, on end times events. Peter said, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? So we shouldn't be materialistic and living elaborate uh, lives like the lifestyle of the rich and famous in America and so on. We shouldn't do that because these things, God says one day he's going to destroy it all and do away with it all. And so I think the teaching is, is don't spend your life, give your life to things that are temporary. Give your life to things that are eternal and use what God has given you for that purpose. So any questions on that before we move on? It's clear from scripture that it's going to happen. And so you know, you could really just put Second uh, Peter 3 right there. And, uh, and up here, this is Revelation 20. And not only the fact, but the reason. The reason behind it. Why do you think that the Lord would destroy everything and then remake it? What do you think is the reason? Because of sin, yeah. And what does sin do to our planet? Kills it, destroys it. And spiritually, how does God feel about sin in this world? Say like the shedding of innocent blood. It, It defiles the world. You know, that's the great thing about reading the Old Testament. You learn things about God that you wouldn't know otherwise. Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. God's going to destroy it for the same reasons that he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes, and you have the blood of innocence, millions of babies shed on this earth, the blood of genocide and injustice toward uh, one people group from another, and all kinds of reasons, wars, lots of things. Um, Think about, I just, I don't want to get into these dark things tonight, I just don't want to go there, but think about the mass, uh, you know, burials of people when genocide is committed, the mass burials of... uh, Children who are born uh, as bastards uh, underneath Catholic monasteries and so on. 
Um, the things that they find, just horrible, horrible things that we find. The crimes and war that are committed, all this stuff. God says that it pollutes the earth. You know, even, even mankind just living, mankind living in a settlement, say like the pilgrims coming over to the new world and living uh, on the shores of this, of this uh, great nation. They're just their inhabitants uh, there pollutes the earth. Um, yes? Where will the Christians be during this time? Yes. So Christians will be at the great white throne judgment, but we will not be judged. Our judgment happens right here during the judgment seat of Christ. And so we will be there basically behind the throne. Yes. We'll be there in the third heaven. And this being the second heaven and the first heaven will be destroyed at that time. We'll be with the Lord. Yep, yep, we'll come back with the Lord when there's a post-tribulation rapture, and then there's the second advent, the return of the Lord, and we come back with Him. We reign on this earth. There is, and we're going to kind of get into it eventually in this chapter, but there is New Jerusalem where we live. You know, John 14, when Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, and in my Father's house there are many mansions, and the NIV tries to take away your mansion and give you an apartment, you know, maybe like a, a little teeny tiny thing, but you're going to have a ginormous mansion of a house inside of New Jerusalem. And so that's where we will be. New Jerusalem will be there. And then, yes, ma'am. So we won't be, uh, when the devil's turned loose again, yeah. we'll be here? When he's turned loose again here, yeah. yes, we will be on the earth. And um, that's a... We're able, like, uh, when we have our new bodies, our glorified bodies, we're not subject to the laws of nature. So gravity doesn't affect us. So we come and go. But we're the Lord's servants, and we're reigning on earth with him. So we're able to come and go back and forth from New Jerusalem. It's pretty incredible. If I were you, I'd get saved. You ever want to be Superman (laughs) or or Superwoman? You'll get to be. And the works that we do now determine what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and so if you're... If you're a bum in the church age and you don't do anything for the Lord and you squander all everything that He's given you, uh, you won't be doing much in the millennial kingdom. But those who are like these men that I mentioned, Sam Gipp and and uh, some of these women who you know give their lives to missionary uh, medical service and things like that, who really just give it all to the Lord, they will be they will have much. They will be doing uh, very you know prominent positions. So there's a you know, there's a, basically a ranking order in the millennial kingdom for us. Yes. So, um, and Jesus talks about that in, his, in the Gospels. So, all right. So, the reason being, the earth is defiled. So, um, you know, with the pilgrims being here on the planet, like God would not move among the children of Israel with the tabernacle. God said he wouldn't be there with his special presence unless they did certain things with their feces. So in the army, you had a little, you had a, uh, a you, no, I forget what it is, a, you had a little shovel that folded up, forget the name of it, and you took it out and you dug a cat hole, and when you used the bathroom, you had to cover it up, and that kept the, the, the camp that the soldiers are living in from being polluted, you know, and kept it safe and sanitary for us all to live there, you know, in the woods. Well, every time I read that in the Bible, I think about that. God said he won't even walk through their camp 
if they don't take care of the sanitary process because he said you've defiled the land. God is a holy God. He, he's going to destroy this earth, get rid of all of that. Think about all the temples and so on. But we've got to move on. The Buddhist temples and stuff like that. The Muslim mosques and things will be destroyed. So, number two, and I think we'll have to just, we'll look at this and we'll stop um, with number two. But New Jerusalem is our eternal home. So that was a great segue onto that next part. So look at Revelation 21. Again, our eternal home is a city. And this city is fantastic. Wait till you learn about the size of this thing and everything that's going to be inside of this city. And uh, this will be where we live forever. <clears throat> so people have all kinds of funny ideas about what heaven will be. And um, the Bible tells us some things, and it's kind of surprising when you first learn about them because you might think that heaven is going to be you just kind of floating around on a cloud, you know, playing on a harp. Or maybe you're just floating around as like a little ball of light in the, you know, in the cosmos or something. But no, we will live in glorified bodies and we will see Jesus you know, on a regular basis. And there's going to be a lot going on. But notice in verse 2, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So now John sees this holy city, and it's given a name, New Jerusalem. New Jerusalem. So, in the Bible, there are two Jerusalems. One is the political Jerusalem over in the Middle East. And that is an entirely Jewish city. Okay, uh, Especially, it has been in the past, and it will be in the millennial kingdom, a Jewish city. Right now, it's being trodden underfoot of the Gentiles. Right now, it's defiled. Um, but that is one Jerusalem. And then here's another one. It's called the New Jerusalem. Both are called a holy city. Uh, and both are divine in their origin. Notice that this one comes down from God out of heaven, and it's a prepared place. It's prepared, and the Lord uses... Now, this ought to be, uh, you know, as a woman, um, this ought to be high praise. When God says, how can I describe this city that has been prepared for my people... And it's, it's the place that Jesus said in John 14, I go to prepare a place for you. It's this, New Jerusalem. And when Jesus said, how can I describe this to my church? And he said, the best way I could describe it is to say it's like a bride, just all decked out for her wedding day. Just a beautiful white dress, all the hair all done up and, and the makeup and women have been surrounding this woman and getting her all ready and just special shoes and everything for the occasion, special jewelry, uh, you know, maybe like a, you know, a crown on her head, a royal bride and just adorned and just, just gorgeous, a bride adorned for her husband, making herself all ready for this very special man to whom she's going to give herself to and spend her life with. So Jesus said, that's what it looks like. You're going to see a city that is just beaming and just bright. I mean, have you ever looked through like a, an icicle on a clear winter 